Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Do you know how many tonnes of bananas enter the country each year? Jeff Mansell does, and he is on a mission to reduce that number by growing his own bananas and supplying them to local supermarkets. In spring last year, he took Leah Tebbit for a walk through his greenhouse, where he grows a variety of subtropical fruits. We're in Northland, we're in a, a small volcanic belt called uh, Mangantapiri, and we're about uh, two hours, two and a half hours north of Auckland. And you're specialising in the subtropical plants, aren't you? Correct, yes. We bought the property and it had a few Fijoa trees on it and we've expanded those Fijoas and figs. We planted some figs um, as well. And then about maybe eight years later, um, we planted some, some bananas and then we planted more. And <laughs> eventually, um, because I'm a trained nurseryman, I decided that we... We needed to have a greenhouse so that we could hold them during the winter, store them. All different types of subtropicals. Um, we're trying to introduce new ones from Australia and um, just seed that's permitted on the biosecurity index um, and trying to develop more types that will be adaptive to our, our climate. Yeah. Should we go have a look at them then? Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. We walk through a small orchard of citrus at the back of Jeff's house before I spot my first banana plant. Yes, well there is quite a bit going on here. We've got 4.7 hectares, so it's, it's, uh, it does tend to be quite large. Quite yeah, large so area to look after. was it all that 4.7 all in figs and fijos when you first arrived? Uh, no, so it, it actually had four paddocks. So yeah, three three of the blocks were in, in grass and we used for um, for some heifers that were on the property when we bought it, bought it. And we've actually got probably the 0.7 is actually this bush area at the back of the bamboo which runs down to our neighbour's drive. Um, so, so we've revegetated in there and tried to plant some native species that, that are indigenous to this area or endemic to this area. Creating more shelter really from the south. And you can see that the, the banana leaves tear very easily in the, um, in the wind and it's not actually the best for them to tear because all of the cells are interrupted that are carrying the, the cellulose into the, into the fruit and plumping it up if you like. Um, so it's kind of like their solar panel and their carbohydrate factory. Um, <laughs> but if it's torn, it, it, you end up with smaller fruit. And you know they can't operate as, as they should, right? Optimally, because it kind of lo it looks like hair almost. Eh? like you it's know, frazzled. Yeah, yeah, dry <laughs> hair. <laughs> yes. But it's sort of hanging down as a big yellow bag, which I'm guessing is wrapped around the the fruit of the plant. That's right. Yeah. What's the concept of of the bag? Uh, so the bag has protective features. So the silver side of the bag is to protect from the UV. You turn the protectant side towards the sun. Um, which is normally on the north side. This one seems to have been um, circumnavigated probably by Cyclone Gabriel. 
that the yellow is, they come in different colours and the, the notion with that is you can schedule your harvest depending on what colour you've got. So uh, we've only got two colours, yellow and blue, so pretty much we alternate each month. And then with a little bit of flag tape, that's what we know, you know, green was January, pink was February, orange was March and so on. Gotcha. So that, that's how you can schedule your your harvest time so it's normally about six months when the inflorescence comes out to when it's ready but the other good thing about the bunch covers is which is what we call the banana bags um, the bunch covers protect them from mice rats possums birds true they like going up and having a munch do they yeah they do <laughs> yes but the only real known pest of New, in New Zealand, if you do cover your, your bananas, then um, you avoid most pests. But if we had pukekos closer to the house, they, they, they can devastate the banana. They tend to eat the stem and then the, the, the plant dies eventually. Yeah. What is this big shed that's just to the right of us? Okay, so that big green shed is our packing shed. And we've got a Fijo grader machine in there. And we, um, we tend to be locked into a cycle of harvest from February until usually, normally it goes through till May, but this year it actually stopped at Anzac weekend, which is usually our, our most, you know, voluminous. We, we usually have half a tonne, for instance, um, over Anzac weekend of Fijos. But, yeah, so, so we grade them in there and then um, they're crated up and then we can take them directly to the supermarket. So you're supplying to the local supermarkets? Yes. Yeah. How long have has that been in operation for? Um, with the Fijos, probably pretty much three three years after we got here, Craig, would it be? When we got here, the, the Fijos trees were very young, so we didn't hardly have any any surplus. It took a few years to, before we had volume. And then with my NZGAP certification and getting to know the supermarket owners and staff, um, we managed to be able to supply direct. And it's just the feed joys that you're sending to the supermarkets or is there more? Anything really. Um, so we've got a certification that allows us a, a range of about 24 subtropicals so the figs and the feed are in there, bananas, papayas, pineapples, yeah and, and the list goes on. <laughs> I forget the figure, I think it's something like 72,000 tonnes of bananas are chomped through annually so there's quite a number um, of bananas imported into New Zealand yeah. so if we can you know, substitute that with our own grown ones. Um, will be that's, better for that's the good. environment. Better for yeah. Come yeah. through and have a look at the um, the greenhouse part of the, the property. Um, Is it not the green shed, but the actual greenhouse? Uh, actual greenhouse. <laughs> yeah. So a plastic house. It's a um, uh, 6.6 meter high uh, structure, um, which is covered in a double skin of plastic and the plastic's kept apart by a, um, a pump of uh, air circulation. And um, the good thing about that is it provides insulation to the outside temperature um, with the inside temperature. For so goodness sake, it's a big greenhouse. It is a big greenhouse. It's, <laughs> it's um, 600 metres squared. And then on the end of it, um, so the whole 100 metre length of this block, is that's the shade house at the end of it. So once we get the orders out later in spring, we'll put them in the, the shade house part for hardening them off, for conditioning them, 
and then uh, we take them down to Auckland or further afield. And lining the greenhouse on either side are two lines of, um, of more banana plants as well. That's right. So these were the first two rows of bananas. This used to be a fig block, believe right. it or not. <laughs> but uh, as Craig said, with the, um, the lower sunshine hours here and the warm, damp conditions, the varieties that we had in here weren't um, ideal and they didn't perform very well. So um, we put the, the bananas in those two rows uh, that row first went in about three years ago and then um, as I got more plants I was able to put them in you know and and work our way across now that left a lot of space in the middle <laughs> and <laughs> as I said before the um, the opportunity to hold over winter inside would mean that we could um, you know produce more nursery plants so they're self-sustaining the bananas they just keep throwing up pups and you know so so that stem there with the fruit on it is what we call grandmother and the next stem that's going to come behind it um, will be the mother stem right. uh, so once grandmother's you know once we've taken the, the inflorescence off the banana bunch off the plant um, that will die down and we cut tend to cut it down in vertical sections put it around the base of the banana and then it breaks down and the nutrient goes back into the soil to to feed the next one coming through. Gosh, so it's, that's cool. it's a constant cycle. So we have three different types here. We have the ladyfinger type, which you can see are the taller ones, and we have the Cavendish type and the Honduran types. And then within that those types, we have a, a number of varieties, right. um, which we we bag up and and produce as nursery plants come through into the greenhouse um, the temperature is quite different in there you just imagine you're stepping into um, Australia or you're stepping through to, to Malaysia or somewhere in a more tropical climb gotcha <laughs> so here we are in our production greenhouse um, so the first two years that that we were in operation of this greenhouse we, we put a raised central bed through the center and we wanted to trial the varieties to see uh, which would grow under the 6.6 .6 meter limiting factor of the roof and um, whether the fruit was actually going to be 25% bigger being completely covered in, in plastic and protected from the environment and with those leaves that aren't torn as you can see yeah um, they can produce the optimum size fruit in indoors right so and so to sort of describe it's got a sawdust floor yeah you've got lines and lines of all sorts of different plants even cacti as well yeah. it is quite warm in here but I can only imagine it's a lot warmer in summer it is very hot. Here. <laughs> yeah. So hot air rises. So we've got a top vent there. Um, the house is environmentally monitored for um, for temperature, humidity, and um, we've got a monitoring system on the irrigation. Um, and we also have misting in here. So the only thing that keeps the temperature down during very very hot days um, is the misting system. So moving along here, there's some abu, which is from the upper Amazon regions. What's so. behind us right here? Okay, so these are tropical papaya and interplanted to utilise all this space that we've got left um, is pineapples, queen pineapple, and we've got a few of the uh, cayenne pineapple as well. And the pineapples that are here, they sort of look like yuccas or something that you've planted just just for show but it's because the fruit hasn't come up through for them yet 
That's, that's right. So this one here, so it has had its fruit in the past, but we're leaving it there to propagate more, more suckers from, from it. So this one here has a fruit coming up through the middle. Oh, it does too. It's sort um, of red, actually. It's actually in the bromeliad family, so it's, it's not a cacti, um, but they do resemble cacti in some ways because of these prickly spines. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that, that's the, the bromeliad family, and the, the central tube is where the, the pineapple comes out. On this side, we've got uh, these are lacuma, which is often used for flavouring an ice cream in South America, where they're from. And another one uh, called Canisdale, which has butterscotch-flavoured fruit. And, yeah, again, it's used... Butterscotch flavoured fruit. Yeah, well, yes. Delicious by the sounds. Yeah. <laughs> what are the type of people coming to you? Is it families or, or those that have immigrated to, to New Zealand and, and looking for it? Or is it just sort of your average um, Joe Bloggs gardener that, that has a passion for bananas and, and wants them in their own backyard? It's, it's all of those, really. Um, we have had a, a few um, elderly groups through. Um, we've had some school children through. Um, we've had plenty of, um, you know, Asian people that, that like the kind of um, fruit that we're growing here and um, also um, all different sectors of, of society, really. Can, and all across through. New Zealand as well? Or? Yeah, I think it's, it's definitely location-specific. Um, but in certain areas, you can grow them well and there's always the opportunity to grow undercover as we are under these covered structures and that's I think it accounts for is it 70 or I think it's more like 80 or 90 percent now of um, internal consumption in countries around the world like Turkey Um, they grow their their bananas undercover in Spain they grow them undercovers Um, so you would think there that the climate would be ideal for growing them outside but we've seen kilometres of greenhouses over there and they grow a lot faster and the cycle time is quicker um, so I think there's scope for where those areas where they can't grow outside you can you can always grow them inside. We reach the end of the greenhouse and head out past the shelter belts into paddocks of plants. Well, there's 200 plants outside yeah. and there's about three to 500 plants inside that greenhouse at the moment. Truly? Truly. So this was a uh, feed jar block, um, so they planted at four metre spacings. Um, so what we had to do was adapt the irrigation lines to bring them into a, a, a 2.5, 2.7 metre spacing between the bananas is what we've got in these rows. We've kept the brute ball, sorry, of the Fiji that's in between the two bananas. Yeah, I can see. We've basically got one line of bananas in front of us and then the next are Fijoas, aren't they? Absolutely. So those, those two rows there, um, if you like, were taken out of the greenhouse after Cyclone Gabriel. We um, managed to get some woofers, some willing workers on organic farms, and uh, we managed to plant another two rows of... Well, almost two rows, so it's really a, a row and a half there. It's a, it, you can't see the extent of it, the full extent. And um, they have survived over winter. That's how adaptive they are, you know. It's quite a long 
field that we're on at the moment. They're quite isn't it? long rows. Yeah, they're over 100 meter in, in length, and each end we've got the headland so that we can turn our vehicles around and and take the harvested product up to the shed, which is normally in crates and it's normally was feijoas in this block. What motivates you to keep going with all the banana varieties? I guess there's always more varieties around the corner. You know, finding out what the early introductions were that were bought into New Zealand when it was when it, you know was able to be imported. It's now a prohibited import um, to bring any kind of germplasm into the country of bananas. We can only bring in the fruit, but not the plant material. So, I think it's just the novelty of it. There's always there's always more out there and seeing the different types that are being grown overseas that were bought into New Zealand at the time, like the Red Dacker and the Dwarf Jamaican. So it's trialling those as well. So there's always, you know, you're always learning and you're on this journey. Jeff Mansell of Kotari Subtropicals there, just 15 minutes outside of Whangare. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.